RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. Tonight's headlines. A building in North Point suffers an ambush-style lockdown after a rash of COVID cases there. Health officials warn against complacency because COVID cases are spread out across Hong Kong. And the Privacy Commissioner launches a hotline as part of ramped-up efforts to stamp out doxing. A residential building in North Point was put on lockdown tonight after a spate of coronavirus cases were reported there. The government says it hopes the mandatory testing of residents would help curb the spread of the virus. But a health expert has raised questions about the effectiveness of the lockdown, while many residents said they were caught off guard. Joanne Wong reports. It's the second ambush-style lockdown by the government this week. Tongfa building on Camping Street features four housing blocks, and the government announced that all residents will have to be tested and stay put. The lockdown order took effect at 7 p.m., and authorities hope the operation will end by 7 a.m. Eastern District Councillor Li Yunshen of the Civic Party, who represents the area, told RTHK that some residents were anxious about the lockdown, which caught them by surprise. He said authorities should take into consideration how the operation posed inconvenience to residents, such as the issue of hygiene. In this kind of old district, the clearance of rubbish really rely on the private contractor to collect all the rubbish in different floor of that building. But now, if you lock down that overnight and there's nobody to handle the rubbish that has been accumulated for a day, they still want to seek more information about the previous experience in Jordan and how the residents experienced that lockdown to comfort their anxiety. And I think the government has to be more considerate on some elderly and children to let them go through the process in a more comfortable way. Meanwhile, infectious disease expert Lan Chi Chu said the lockdown should have come earlier. He said many residents had already moved out after COVID cases were reported there, and the operation may not be effective in stopping the spread of the virus. At least 13 confirmed or preliminary positive cases have been reported from Block C of the 57-year-old Tongfa building, and residents of Units 6 and 7 were sent to quarantine centers. Residents of a second housing block in Laguna City in Lamtin have been ordered to undergo mandatory COVID testing after three people became infected. And while the total number of new coronavirus infections has seen a slight drop, health officials told people to remain vigilant, saying the virus is still being transmitted widely in the city. Wendy Wong reports. Health authorities have reported 39 new COVID cases, all but one are locally acquired. 20 of the infections are untraceable. More cases were reported from areas covered by strict mandatory testing rules, including three from Mong Kok, two from Shem Po and one from Jordan. Dr. Chuan Shukwan of the Centre for Health Protection said although the number of infections recorded in those districts has dropped slightly, more time is needed to observe whether the outbreaks there have come under control. She noted that other cases were spread out across the city. I look through the unlinked cases and look at their addresses and so on. The cases are spread throughout the ter- territory. They live in Lofu, Dai Gokjoy, Yautaugok, Yunlong, Dai Bo, North District, Taipu Seng, Central District. So I think the cases quite spread, um, widespread in the community. If any of them, they um, come into a situation where uh, there may be super spreading events that may cause uh, another major outbreaks in the community. 
Meanwhile, residents of Block 7 of Laguna City in Lamtin are required to get tested for COVID after three cases are reported from two units there. Dr. Chuan said the flats are located on different floors but face the same direction. She said officials are not sure yet if the cases are linked. This follows an outbreak at Block 5 in recent days, forcing a partial evacuation there. And more than 40 other people have tested preliminary positive for the virus. The Office of the Privacy Commissioner for Personal Data has launched a hotline dedicated for complaints and inquiries about doxing. The problem was rife in 2019 amid the social unrest, with the watchdog saying most of the cases that came to its attention involved police officers and their families. It dealt with almost 1,200 cases last year, a drop of 76% from the year before. Still, Privacy Commissioner Ada Chung says victims of doxing need as much help as possible. We hope that through this hotline, people would at least have a number to go to if they have any inquiries, questions about doxing, or if they find that the personal data has been disclosed on the internet. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. University of Hong Kong researchers say there's been a substantial drop in the number of people who say they're willing to get coronavirus vaccines. The researchers say that of the three vaccines procured by the Hong Kong government, faith in the mainland-developed Sinovac vaccine was the lowest. Violet Wong with that story. Academics from the University of Hong Kong's medical school surveyed several hundred people earlier this month, with 46% saying they intended to get vaccinated against COVID-19. That's down from a poll in November, which found that 63% of respondents had indicated they'll get inoculated. When it comes to which of the vaccines people have faith in, Germany's BioNTech was the clear favourite in the survey, getting the approval of 56% of those polled. 35% backed the AstraZeneca jab, while the vaccine made by China's Sinovac came in last at 30%. The survey also found that younger people and those with higher education and income levels are less receptive of COVID vaccines. Professor Benjamin Cowling, who leads the medical school's Division of Epidemiology and Biostatistics, said the findings do not necessarily mean the inoculation rate in the SAR will be low. I think there's a lot of other people who will be waiting to see what happens and may well get the vaccine uh, in due course. Professor Gabriel Lang, who has HKU's medical school, said it's not unusual for people to get COVID now the vaccines are almost here. He said the majority of survey respondents were concerned about the safety of the shots and any side effects. He said given the deep mistrust of authorities following the social unrest in 2019, Hong Kong should have been doing much worse to deal with COVID than it has done. He said people should look back over the past year and give themselves a pat on the back for how well they've coped. And Professor Lang called on people to pull together once again to beat the pandemic. Infectious disease expert Holpak Lung says authorities need to conduct testing and tracing for coronavirus much quicker. He's warned that a failure to bring COVID-19 numbers sharply down in the next two weeks would lead to another rise in infections after the Lunar New Year. Wendy Wong has more. University of Hong Kong professor Ho Pat Lung says quick contact tracing of people linked to coronavirus outbreak at a congee shop in Hong Kong is of paramount importance. Dr Ho says the outbreak there, which has seen at least a half dozen workers come down with COVID-19, could lead to another large-scale outbreak. He says the transmission perhaps happened a week ago rather than in the past couple of days, and a lot of the shop's customers could already be infected. 
He says if authorities don't act quickly, they'll constantly be playing catch-up. Locking down a neighborhood by then, he said, is not a preventive strategy. It's only used to repair the damage already done. He described the local situation as very worrying, and recent outbreak shows the virus is very active in the community. He says it's inevitable that more people would go out and have family gatherings during Chinese New Year, and this could trigger a further rise in cases. A man who admitted carrying two iron pipes with him in 2019 has been given a three-month prison term after the Department of Justice successfully challenged his original, more lenient punishment. Damon Pang has this report. 21-year-old Sito Ho-sun was previously jailed for 10 days after pleading guilty to possessing offensive weapons. He was caught carrying the pipes by police in Shatin on November the 5th, 2019. The Department of Justice argued at the Court of Appeal that the pipes had been adapted by being filled with concrete, and the original sentence didn't provide enough of a deterrent to others. It said the trial magistrate Jason Wan hadn't explained why he adopted the starting point of 15 days behind bars, claiming he had sympathized too much with the defendant. Mr. Sito's lawyer, however, said the magistrate had passed the original sentence because there was no evidence that the defendant had used the pipes as weapons, and because he wasn't arrested at the scene of a protest. The lawyer said the magistrate had taken into account the defendant's relatively young age, but there was no sympathy for him, and magistrates are entitled to express their individual opinions when passing sentence. However, the court of appeal agreed with the DOJ. A three-judge panel adopted a starting point of eight months in prison for Mr. Sito, reducing this to three months. They explained that the reduction was made in consideration of the fact that the sentence review came long after the offence occurred, and because the defendant may well be anxious about having to go to prison for a second time. The West Kowloon Magistracy has sentenced veteran activist Ku Si Yu to four months in prison after he was convicted of desecrating the national flag. Jimmy Choi reports. Ku Si Yu was accused of displaying a tainted national flag when he showed up outside court in July last year, in support of pro-democracy activists who had been charged with protest-related offences. The West Kowloon Magistracy heard that the 74-year-old held a flag, which was daubed with words that said "White Terror" and "Fascist Terror" upside down. Magistrate Mei Chong said the national flag is a symbol of the country, and it represents a country's dignity, unity, and integrity. She said, even though Mr. Ku had known that there were reporters and people of different political views at the scene, he continued to present the tainted flag upside down to the crowd. She said he had clearly intended to publicly insult the national flag. The magistrate added that Mr. Ku had deliberately and publicly shown the upturned and tainted flag to reporters for 20 minutes, and his actions could have incited others to commit offences or lead to conflicts between people with differing political views. She decided to reduce Mr. Ku's prison term by one month after taking into account his ill health. The veteran activist has stage four colorectal cancer. He had told the court not to pity him or be lenient with him, saying he also wouldn't show mercy to the mainland regime. Police have arrested an elderly, elderly woman's personal fitness trainer on suspicion of swindling her out of millions of dollars. Here's Timmy Song. Police say the 27-year-old suspect. Duped the 72-year-old victim out of two and a half million dollars and four luxury watches worth nine hundred thousand dollars. They say the woman had wanted out of a 15-year-long contract she had signed with a fitness center in Sao Maoping that she joined in 2012. The contract cost her two million dollars. Detective Chief Inspector Wu Hoi Ling says the 27-year-old suspect no longer works at the fitness center. 
but he was the victim's personal trainer, and knew she wanted to quit. He allegedly told the woman he could help get all the money back, but in exchange, she needed to give him cash as handling fees. The woman made a report to the police on Sunday when she didn't get the money back. The police say further arrests could be made as investigation continues. Turning overseas, the U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken has told the Philippines the U.S. will stand with Southeast Asian countries against Chinese pressure in the South China Sea. It comes after Beijing authorised its Coast Guard to fire on foreign vessels in disputed waters. The BBC's Howard Johnson reports. Secretary Blinken underscored that America rejects China's maritime claims in the South China Sea, citing the United Nations Convention on the Law of the Sea. Both China and the Philippines lay claim to shoals and rocky outcrops off the west coast of the Philippines, despite an international tribunal over the dispute ruling in favor of the Philippines in 2016. On Monday, the Philippine Foreign Secretary Teodoro Loxin tweeted that what laws China passes are none of our business. But yesterday, Mr. Loxin did a U-turn, tweeting that on reflection and given the area involved, China's new law is a verbal threat of war to any country that defies it. Germany's health minister Jens Spahn has warned that 10 tough weeks lie ahead because of the shortage of coronavirus vaccines. It comes amid a row between EU and AstraZeneca, which had to limit deliveries. Brussels has pressured AstraZeneca to use production from Britain to make up its shortfall. But a senior British cabinet minister, Michael Gove, has insisted AstraZeneca plants in Britain must fulfil vaccine commitments to his government. We must make sure that we continue with the effective acceleration of our vaccination programme that relies on the supply schedule that has been agreed being honoured. That's the first and most important thing. But secondarily, I'm sure that we all want to do everything possible to make sure that as many people in countries which are our friends and neighbours are vaccinated. And I think that we best achieve that through dialogue and cooperation and friendship. A court in Russia has ruled against freeing the leading opposition figure Alexei Navalny, rejecting his appeal against a 30-day detention imposed when he returned from Germany. Mr Navalny's supporters have been calling for further protests this Sunday. The BBC's Sarah Rainsford is in Moscow. The judge took just a few minutes to decide Alexei Navalny's fate, ruling that the opposition politician will remain behind bars. Mr Navalny appeared in court via video link and spoke passionately, denouncing his treatment, including a previous court hearing held in a police station, as illegal. He said it was all meant to scare him and shut him up. You have the power for now, he declared, but that won't be eternal. The ruling itself was no surprise. Since Saturday's mass protests across Russia calling for his release, some key allies of Mr Navalny have been detained and many more have had their homes and offices searched by police. A reminder of our top stories tonight. A building in North Point suffers an ambush-style lockdown after a rash of Covid cases there. And health officials warn against complacency because Covid cases are spread out across Hong Kong. The news from RTHK.
getting us started for the second part of the Late Show for this Thursday evening, Friday morning. I'm Simon Wilson, sitting in for Uncle Ray, the world's most durable DJ. Staying safe during this current COVID spike. We'll be back as soon as it's safe to return. That, of course, was the Kingsman's Lower Lower. Keep it in the groove now with Spencer Davis Group. <laughs> 